You're listening to Matt Walsh On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. All right, everyone, thanks for listening to Matt Walsh On Demand. So, some uh, notes on the debate last night and the, the race in general. Um, well, I, I start with, I know I'm a broken record at this point, but I, I'd really love to see an actual presidential debate at some point in my life. I've been, I've been watching debates for 20 years. I was a very strange child. And I've never um, seen a debate what I what I've seen would better be described as forums or interviews, or especially on Fox interrogations, um, successive interrogations. You know, and I have no problem with candidates being subjected to any of those, but I would like to see how they would do in a debate. That's actually a debate for once. So last night, in keeping with uh, with all the rest, the moderators that went down the line one by one asked asked the candidates individual questions, often trying to catch them in an inconsistency or a lie or whatever. If the candidate mentioned another candidate, obviously in an answer, then the other was allowed approximately eight seconds to respond, and that's the way that these things always go, of course. But um, uh, but as soon as an argument would really start. Then, as usual, Megyn Kelly would jump in and say, okay, let's move on. You guys are having a substantive uh, argument about an important issue. Let's move on. No, let's not move on. Let's see these guys actually challenge each other off script. If a fight breaks out, why not let it continue? Why, Why stop it just so you can pivot over to John Kasich so he can tell us stories about Ohio? What's the point? If Rubio and Cruz are in the middle of a heated back and forth over immigration, don't stop them. Do the opposite. Press them to continue. It's a debate. They're debating. Let them do it. That's all I'm saying. I would love to see that. I know Ted Cruz challenged uh, Donald Trump to a Lincoln-Douglas style debate with, uh, with uh, no mod. Well, with a, with a moderator who's actually just a moderator who sits there and tosses out a, a subject and says, okay, now you guys go at it. And that's what a moderator should do. I know it's a little bit more difficult when you have uh, seven people on stage. Although I would love to see that. I would love to see uh, the moderator, moderator sits there and says, all right, immigration, go. And then you just, and then it's just a free-for-all, all seven of them. And they just argue about it for 30 minutes. And then they get another topic. I would love to see that. 
Okay, because then they burn through their talking points in the first two or three minutes, and now it's, what do you actually have to say about this? Let's hear. Speaking of um, immigration, personally, I'm tired of hearing these guys accuse each other of flip-flopping on immigration and legalization. I'd rather they debate the issue of immigration rather than debating what each other said about immigration four years ago. Um, I place a high premium on consistency, but I'm a realist. And very few politicians in the history of the country have said exactly the same things on every issue over the course of their entire political careers. Ron Paul is one example of a politician who pulled that off. Uh, I'm not sure if there's ever been another one. So if there's an issue or two where a candidate changes his mind, I'm okay with that. I'm not okay if, like Trump, they change their mind on every issue and they keep changing their minds on a daily basis in accordance with what the polls say and what, and what sort of audience they're speaking to, that's different. And I'm less eager to take a, a change of heart seriously if a candidate undergoes a sudden overnight conversion on a fundamental moral issue like, for instance, abortion. Uh, most people don't flip a switch and go from kill all babies to kill no babies overnight. And if they do, I still don't want them as president if they're so gullible, unreasonable, or morally obtuse that they had to be convinced that you shouldn't kill babies. But that said, on, on, on a complicated, multifaceted issue like immigration, I can deal with a candidate evolving his views. So I wish that guys like Rubio would just come out and say, hey, listen, I was in favor of legalization for a while, but I listened to the arguments against it and I changed my mind. I would respect that. I would accept that. He should just say that rather than trying to convince us that he didn't say the things that he said four years ago, three years ago, whatever. Almost every candidate in the race, definitely including Donald Trump, was saying something different about immigration four years ago than they're saying now. So I wish that they would admit it and just move on. And that would be okay. It's okay to change your mind uh, on immigration, particularly, and what we're talking about here is not immigration per se, because all of the candidates agree, um, in theory anyway, that immigration laws should be enforced. You know, they all promise when they get in office they're going to enforce immigration laws. And you could say you don't believe them, whatever, but that, that, they're all promising the same thing. And they're not just promising that because Donald Trump came up and uh, turned it into an issue. Donald Trump didn't make immigration an issue. It's been an issue. And even before Donald Trump, it, it would have been impossible for a Republican to win uh, the uh, the primary this year if he didn't promise to you know protect the borders and immigration and all that so they all agree supposedly on um, uh, on the issue of immigration in the sense that they agree that uh, that uh, we should protect the borders and enforce immigration laws the disagreement is what do you do about the people who have already broken the law and are already here the 12 million 15 million whatever the number is some of them have been here for, you know, decades. Some of them have had kids here. You know, what do you do about them? That's the issue. So it's not really an issue of, uh, of, of 
what do you do about immigration? It's what do you do about the damage that's already been done? And on that subject, personally, um, you know, immigration is an important issue, but, but I'm not one of these people who says, you have to deport everyone or I will shun you. You know, deport everyone or you're not a conservative. I, I don't have that position. I, I think that's a ridiculous posture to take. And I'm not saying it's ridiculous to say that we should deport everyone necessarily. That is a, a defensible position. But with immigration, unlike something like abortion um, or even a fundamental you know, constitutional issue like gun rights or free speech or whatever, with immigration, there are, or at least with, uh, with, the, uh, uh, with the issue of legalization or what to do with the, with the uh, damage that's been already done from our failure to enforce immigration laws, on that issue, there are a spectrum, in my mind, of defensible, rational positions. That, that's, that's the way I see it. That you could say, um, uh, you know, between open borders, uh, you know, radical open borders advocacy is not defensible or rational. But between, you know, um, deport everyone who's here and, uh, and then the other, you know, shut down the border, but the people that are here, let's put a system in place so that we can turn them into real citizens. You know, between those two ends of the spectrum, neither of which are open borders extremism, I think there's a spec, you know, there's, there, those are both rational positions that can be defended. And I'd be okay if the Republican candidates represented that spectrum. But immigration has turned, but that's turned into one of these issues where you can only say one thing. There are no, there's no leeway. And I just think that's a little silly. I really do. And my own personal opinion is, uh, like I said, I can, I can, I can listen to both arguments. My own personal opinion is, um, when it comes to deporting people who are already here, yeah, shutting down the border, uh, enforcing immigration laws, 100% for that. But the people that are already here, when it comes to them, um, I think it's it's a case by case basis on who should be deported. You know, call me a rhino squish, but I I don't happen to think if someone's been here for decades and they have kids here and everything. No, I don't, I don't know if we should break down their door and drag them back across the border. I don't know if we should do that. I don't know if you know if we can if it's feasible. I don't think it is. I don't think it's I don't think it's economically feasible to do this. I don't think it's necessary. Anyway, moving on. Um, I thought it was great to have Rand Paul back on stage. Paul, uh, you know, he has a very authentic, confident way about him, and I think that stems from the fact that he knows what he believes, and he's been saying almost all the same things since he got into politics. Paul uh, is often called a libertarian, but I'd call him more of a, of a constitutionalist. I could never identify with libertarianism completely because... It either says the wrong things or completely punts on the issues pertaining to life, marriage, and family, you know, cultural issues. Libertarianism either has nothing to say about it or it says the wrong things, uh, which is why I'm not a libertarian. Although I like, I, I respect libertarian economic views, views on small government and so on. But a conservative constitutionalist, on the other hand, which is what I would consider myself, believes in shrinking government, following the law, protecting the liberties and rights of all people, born and unborn, 
And I think that's where, where all conservatives need to be. And it's really a shame that very few of the candidates even mention the words liberty or constitution. Um, Paul, on the other hand, has a philosophy deeply rooted in both of those. And his conclusions might not always be right. I don't agree with every conclusion that he comes to. But at least he's not making his principles up on the fly. And I think the same could be said for Cruz. And that, to me, is what's important. That's the sort of consistency that's important to me. Because it is, as I said, it's, it's okay. You know, human beings change their minds sometimes. I've changed my mind on some things. You don't change your mind on everything, but human beings change their mind on issues. But where the consistency really needs to be, it's not so much have you said the exact same thing your entire life. It's do you have an, you know, underlying principles. This is the important thing, okay, that everyone should understand. The issue is, do you have underlying principles? You know, an underlying set of beliefs, a philosophy. And are you consistently attempting to apply that philosophy to the issues of the day? And that philosophy, that, those principles, are they rooted in something? In something true and solid? So for me... Uh, personally, my principles are rooted in uh, when it comes politically ro- rooted in the Constitution, the law, my belief in, in natural rights. On a deeper level, of course, rooted in my belief in God. So I've got all that, and springing forth from that, I have my principles and 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 my personal philosophy, which is not really my personal philosophy. Um, that I that I uh, try to apply to the issues of the day. But my mind can change, and I'll tell you why my mind can change. Because I can realize that I've applied my principles incorrectly and then change my conclusions. Or I can reevaluate my principles, which even that can happen sometimes, and I can realize that, oh, this principle, this aspect of my philosophy does not actually jive with the Constitution, my belief in God, which are, which are the underlying you know, things. But what matters, so, so human beings go through that process at times, and, they, and, they, and, they, and that's an honest thing to do where you change your mind. But what matters, what, what, what people should have is they should have that underlying philosophy they're always trying to apply, and they're, and, you know, they're always reevaluating it, making sure they're being consistent. And so if I see a candidate, for instance, who appears to have that underlying philosophy, but he realizes that he's applied it incorrectly, and he needs to make some changes to what he says, and what he, then that's fine. The problem is, it's not that these guys change their minds, it's that they have no underlying principles. It, that, that what they're saying, it's not rooted in anything. They're just making it up as they go along. That's the problem. That's the problem with a guy like Donald Trump. He, he exemplifies this. Trump exemplifies the problem of, he, he, he's a, the, the problem of, politicians who don't really believe in anything except themselves. You know, when it comes down to it, most of these politicians really, um, even, even, you know, and I would say this about Hillary Clinton for sure, Obama to a certain extent, Donald Trump, a lot of these guys. The problem is that um, 
even though they're on one side or the other of the political divide, they're really pragmatists. They're ruthless pragmatists. And they're pragmatists in the, in the sense that they don't really care about any of the issues that much. They, they say certain things depending on who they're trying to appeal to. You know, they're on one side or the other of the, uh, of, the, of the aisle, and so they kind of know what they, you know, where they have to calibrate their positions. But they don't really care. What they really want is to be in charge. Hillary Clinton, in my, you know, I don't think she cares about anything. I, I you know, abortion, gay marriage, uh, you know, taxes, foreign policy, any of that. I don't think she cares about any of that. As long as she gets to be in charge, that's all she cares about. And because she's a, a Democrat, she's on that side of the aisle, then she's going to take whatever position she needs to take to, you know, to be in charge. I think Donald Trump is the same way. That's what makes him dangerous. And that's what makes him and in, in, uh, Hillary Clinton very similar. I don't think Donald Trump cares about anything. I don't think he cares about any of these issues at all. I think he just cares about him being in charge. You know, if he has power, if he has money, he doesn't care. You know, we can live in a, in a country that with open borders or closed borders or whatever. He doesn't care. As long as he's making money and he's in charge, you think he really cares? It's a, it's a, it's a rare person, especially these days, who cares about the principles and the ideas more than their own power. It's a rare person who says, I would sacrifice... My power, my prestige, my money. I would sacrifice all of these things for the sake of those principles. If I had to choose between me being in power or those principles, uh, you know, being instilled, I, I would take the principles. It's a rare person. And this becomes especially relevant um, particularly with Republicans and conservatives running for office, because they all claim that they're, you know, one of their underlying principles is a belief in small government in the Constitution. And if that's true, then what they're looking to do is to get into office, to, to assume the presidency, and immediately start taking power away from themselves. You know, if you've got a, a Republican running for president saying, you know, small government constitution, blah, 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 then what he's claiming is that he will sit in on the throne of the presidency, inherit all of this enormous power, and then immediately start giving it back, working against his own self-interest. And that's something that would take enormous discipline and uh, character and courage to do. It sounds easy to you and I just sitting here, but if you could imagine all of a sudden you're the president tomorrow, you're the most powerful person in the world, you can do whatever you want. At this point, you're unrestrained by the law, unconstrained by the law. You can make up the law as you go along. It would take incredible discipline and character and integrity to uh, not only refrain from taking advantage of that, but to say, you know what, I, I don't want this. Take it back. And then to actively work to make your own office, your own station in life, less powerful, less prestigious, less uh, enriching. 
So that's what we have to think about when we're voting. Are we voting for someone who has that kind of integrity and discipline, courage? Are we voting for someone who believes in the principles they're, they're espousing, believes in them that uh, radically? And that's a decision we all have to make. There are some candidates who I am positive do not believe like that. And there are some who I think might. But might is the best you're ever going to do. There's only a might. Because you never really know what someone's going to do once they are in that position. All right, that's going to do it for me. Um, Thanks for listening, everyone. I'll talk to you next week. Akuche, salut, Godspeed.